I'm sorry, Abby, that was a much better joke than we gave you credit for, because I think we're both just really deep into this Pokemon. I'm stuff. aware. I'm still I, looking at this for, Okay, okay. I'll I'm doing this for a listener, not for you guys anymore. <laughs> Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Abby. And I'm Chelsea, and welcome to 3 to Beam Up. Today, we are going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 19, A Private Little War. This is the sound of Pepperidge Farm. Um, <laughs> For the last you time. You had to do it one more time. Well, because, I mean, we have a recap episode, but I have two bags of Pepperidge Farm. So... <laughs> I'm still going to, I'm going to keep saying Mint Milano's because one day I might be right. That bag is red, so I don't think that's it. I'm going to say Red Milano's. Red Milano's, like a a a red velvet. Oh, you could see the bag. Wow. That's poor Mm -hmm. planning on my part. Um, Only the top of it. It was fine. Yeah. Red velvet. Whatever a real flavor is. I think I saved some of the best for last. Because these are oh, it's goldfish. Cheddar That's goldfish. That's cheating. Wow. They're farm. That's I've cheating. I've had goldfish on here. Whatever. Before. I know you've had goldfish yeah. before, but you said they weren't. Co- you gave us the hint of they aren't cookies, and I went goldfish. That is- yeah, I don't need to hint you at this point. We're 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 at the end. We're at the finish line. We don't yeah, who cares hints. anymore? <laughs> <laughs> We've lost all sense of propriety. Man, these are <laughs> flavor. Gone. These are flavor blasted. These are these are amazing. What does that What does that mean? I mean they're, they're, it doesn't sound good. Does it just? It's just more cheese. There's a lot of cheddar on these goldfish. <laughs> Do they have like a sprinkling? Is it like Cheeto yeah, it's like a, it, yeah, it's like a powder that you could taste like on your tongue. Oh, oh, I don't know how I, I feel about. I that. I guess I'm okay with that. They're like cheddar goldfish, but then they have like a cheddar powder. But on they're them. like Cheetos, though. like a Cheeto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could Weird. eat these anyway. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, this episode. Uh, so what a fucking bummer to end on, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I watched this last night. And I was just like, hey, I think it's a good episode in general. So good for us for ending on this one. But also, man, it's depressing. Yeah. I was it's so depressed. It's a really depressed. sad one. Yeah. I, have, I was upset multiple times. I have some script notes. <laughs> oh, yeah. There, I you don't say. Questions. I, have, I, I will say. Notes. I will say, Chelsea, to, to I think your credit. This was a very good McCoy episode to end on because there are thank you. There are ha- this is there are plenty of points in this episode where McCoy is one hundred percent right. Um, true, correct. That is true. And it's it's, it's like a, the only it's episode a good where McCoy this episode. That's not true. He's right in every episode, but uh, right. no, he is so correct here, and he's like being completely the voice of reason yeah. without Spock. Oh yeah, with Spock. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't think sure. I don't think I have any complaints about McCoy in this episode. I don't have any script notes no. for McCoy. Um, I don't know. My script now for, for Nikoi, my only one would be when you get shot, continue to be in pain. Sure. <laughs> sure. Details, whatever. I, I'm sorry. He, he gets shot and he's shot. like, I'm fine. How about that he was time? barely shot. How about that time where Spock takes a round in the back <laughs> that goes fully oh clean through him and he just is like, and he stands up. I'm good. It. I'm good. I can walk it off. <laughs> I had I had a great note that was. <laughs> Where I have to find it now because it was. Um, let's see. Uh, oh no! Where'd it go? Where'd it go? 
Spock. Oh, there. Oh, it's it's uh, Spock. Spock being injured. I'm very injured, but we can't break the Prime Directive. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, Kirk with his phaser out yep. on this planet. Yeah, it's 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 great to take Spock out of this one, frankly. Um, but I yeah, I think no, that, it is. I think that story yeah, would be more believable. Spock's injury if they hadn't put green Vulcan blood on the front of his shirt. I think, yeah. I think taking a musket round in the back is enough to be problematic. Not, I think it's okay. Not to be I like, this fine. is a clean through wound with a musket. Yeah. Um, I did like the commentary in Slick Bay, though, about if, you're, if your heart was, wasn't where your liver should be, you'd yeah. be dead. <laughs> yeah. Once again, clearly McCoy has done no reading up, it's but just, he knows at least that one fact. Like, he so. has ribs, right? He has something where his heart is, like... Yeah, well, shouldn't there be lungs Details. up there? Yeah. Here, I mean, there's... Who here's knows? the problem. When you take a, a bullet wound through your entire torso, right, you're getting something. Right, and taking a bullet wound to the lungs is yeah. quite so, Well, but we don't know Vulcan physiology. Sure. No one but Dr. Mbenga knows. He's the only one, and he's not telling anybody. Yeah. He's not telling one person anything about it. He's just like, this except, is my show. And he also except wants Christine. He'll tell no, her to do he, well, he doesn't even really tell he doesn't Christine, tell her. though. He wants her to be surprised when Spock is yeah. like, hit me. Because he could have said, Spock is going to like wake up a little, and then you have to punch him in the face. But he's standing behind a corner like, ha ha ha, I can't wait for this to play out. <laughs> and waits until and waits until um, Scotty comes in going, yeah. what are and you doing? Christine. <laughs> and then he's like... Which, to be fair, if I saw that, I too would wonder yeah. what was going on. Well, yeah. but I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't... I, I mean, I know Christine, I know Spock. Like, I wouldn't have been like, stop it. I'm like, there has to be a reason for this. Otherwise, like, it doesn't... Nothing makes any sense if there's yeah. not yeah, a reason for I, this. I imagine that was quite startling. Yeah, well, like, sure. Stumble like, upon that. Also, Spock, gonna... Spock is talking about like, in order for me to regain consciousness, you have to hit me. And she hits him like once, and he's like, "I'm sorry, that is not enough for me to regain, regain consciousness." Like, what are, what are you? What are you in? Is again, this like, again. Is this a fight club? Is this an automatic message Vulcan. or something? This it's Vulcan fight club. This sure feels like consciousness. <laughs> like. Not complete conscious. Well, they talk a little bit about, about Dr. Mbenga talks a little bit about how, like, he's aware like of pain, us. Like and he, he's like, it's yeah. just, he's in kind of a meditative state. Yeah, so, like, he's, he's conscious technically. It's just, It's yeah. definitely the case mm. that the doctor Space could have magic. just, like, rigged a big rubber mallet above the bed <laughs> and then been, like, pull when necessary. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean, I like the dramatic effect. Like, it's sure. it's this, it's kind of wild. It's extreme. I'm not complaining. Let, let, I'm not don't complaining. Really see that again. <laughs> there, we've seen much worse. Yeah, it's no, just no, that, little, that actually doesn't bother me. It's it's, it's it's slapsticky, right? It's a yeah. little dumb. Well, that's the comedic relief because yeah. otherwise, it's actually like, and you hardly ever see Spock as the comedic relief. Sure. So I actually, I, I thought that was kind of like a nice change of pace. Yeah. But everything else is like super serious. So we've completely yeah. cleared out the Spock arc, I think, and now we could focus on everything else. Right? Yeah. Dude. Well, the, the, and it really isn't Spock that was, that's the comedic comedy relief. It's, it's Christine, it's, really, yeah. which I have, yeah. I have some issues with that whole, like, yeah. poor Christine, like they, poor Christine, like that's they what are I'm so saying. awful to her about that's her what I'm saying. Yeah, they were. The doctor could have tipped her off about this there are so many things well you don't have to mock her for holding his hand like you just like come on man chill out i'm not sure you need (laughs) 
let's be fair. I'm not sure you need any of this. Right? Spock gets yeah. hurt and goes back up. Spock could have taken a, a round to his shin and just be like, I have to go back up to, like, heal. Heal. He yeah. doesn't have to take oh, a, a crazy, <laughs> again, potentially fatal shot. Because it, it's not crucial to the plot in the slightest. Um, no. So this is unnecessary. But, you know. Yeah. Main plot. Also, how is Bones performing that surgery when he didn't even know where the organs are? How is Bones... Here's the better question. How is Bones performing that surgery one-handed while he holds open a shirt with the other hand? Um, I don't know. I have a lot of questions about surgery in this century. (laughs) Yeah, it seems like you would probably just take the shirt off, not just cut it in half and then hold half of it up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I, I just, I love also, though, how Kirk calls sick bay like, over and over and over. Yeah. yeah. His boyfriend is really sick, Chelsea. He is very concerned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he keeps, I actually, that's, that is legitimately one of my favorite, more favorite parts of the episode. I actually really like that. Yeah. Like his, like with his grumpy, misplaced feelings, and he doesn't, like, know how to, like, like, he yells at the crew, and then he, like, at least acknowledges it, and... Yeah, I don't know. And then, like, Chapel holding his hand. Actually, there is a lot to say about, like, the Spock arc. <laughs> no, there, there is. There like, is, but there isn't, right? There is, but there isn't. I mean, that might have been most of it. Yeah, that's most of it's it. It's very B-plot, but there is, I mean, there are things to talk about, but it's it is like very B-plot. C-plot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, honestly, you're not wrong. It's yeah. it's just kind of there, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but also we don't want to leave Spock for, like, a whole episode. That yeah. seems upsetting. That's fair. We wouldn't want to have an episode without Spock in it like that time we had an episode without McCoy in it. I right. did not like that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just okay. throw that out there so yet last, again. So last call on anything Spock-related? Uh, wait, skimming cool. notes, skimming notes. I... No, that's it. No, no, everything's fine. Yeah, that's... I think we're just on the planet then, huh? Yeah, we're just hanging on the planet. Which... which... Oh! Man, I have questions yeah. about this planet. <laughs> Chelsea, you had so, one more thing. Chelsea had one more thing. No, I was just going to say, Spock is also the first one to remind Kirk about the Prime Directive. Oh, sure, sure, sure. But we sure. get it a lot. Yeah, we get And a lot of it. I don't understand why Kirk, like, can't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> because, he like, it seems has... really straightforward here. Yeah. One would think. And so yes. So is that one of your questions? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, frankly, like why, no. First of all, why are they there okay. if they're not a spacefaring civilization? So it's, this, I think, in TOS, this is probably one of the best, if not the best, Prime Directive episode. Yeah. Um, I'd give that, yeah. Because I agree. they, here's the short of it. They are there. And they were there 14 years ago. And, and the argument has to be, they do this in TNG all the time, right? They send somebody down in... Uh, there's a good, like, what, season six or se- seven. It's a seven episode with Worf and, like, his half-brother or step-brother, mm-hmm. right? Where they, like, send Worf down and they surgically alter him. There's Who Watches yep. the Watchers. There's all these where they, like, pretend to be a, a villager, a, a traveler from a faraway village, right? And so mm-hmm. we have to imagine that's what Kirk did. He's like, oh, I am a traveler from a faraway village. That's what's implied, because only Tyree knows. Yeah. knows but it's also, it, but here's the thing, yeah, it's also implied that he told Tyree yeah, he who did he tell was. Him. Oh, it's not implied. <laughs> they, like, flat out say yeah. that, right? Yeah. No, that's, that's, Chelsea that's is right. That is not an implication. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he definitely blabbed about this. But that's... But, so, but he made him promise. Yeah. Yeah. But then he Pinky told some swear. people anyway or something. But then he <laughs> broke his promise by telling his... 
witch wife who like we got a lot to say about oh, that. Oh, I have so many. I, think I have so that much. Plot I have is so a much. plot that is completely unnecessary. I have a lot of thoughts. Because yeah. okay, let's let's toss out there. Okay. I, I think at the very core of this episode that this is a strong prime directive episode because they're writing the prime they're writing prime directive episodes in this era about the Vietnam War, unquestionably. Right. And this interventionalism it's a clear is a very in this one it is clear text. Super clear. Clear, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but the no, prime well, directive, and I guess it, it before Gene Roddenberry rewrote it, it was even more on the nose about wow, okay. But, yeah. like, the prime directive is a stand-in know, right? for this, like, interventionalism, like, for this idea of proxy wars, text, right? Not subtext. Right. And that's where the prime directive comes from. And this one is at least, like, the truest form to that. And there is a really... The conversation with McCoy, what I said about, like, McCoy makes very good points here. That conversation between Kirk and McCoy, I think, is the distillation of the best of that era's take on the prime directive of McCoy yeah. saying, where's the end? And Kirk saying, well, the other side gave them guns, so we have to. And McCoy is yeah. standing there saying, but then they'll just give them better guns. And do we then? And where does this end? And, and it just ends with a lot of dead people. Yeah. Yes, and dead people. And McCoy is making, uh, uh, is making a very good point there. And Kirk's not listening. And then <laughs> Kirk makes like, Shocking. I don't know. Then they start to get muddled here because Kirk makes this text point of like, hey, remember Vietnam? It o- it happened the only way it could have. Yeah, like um, that uh, like that needed that's to be weird. said. <laughs> like, so they go off the rails a bunch of times in this, but I think the Kirk take on McCoy's take, it, it makes it almost like, is this a pro-war episode? Because right, and, but then it doesn't... No it's, one knows. It's, no, but because then it's implied that Kirk was under like a spell the whole time. But you're not uh, quite sure that happened because no. at the very end he was still going to arm him. This is before, oh boy, this is before the plant, but it's not before the root. That's a good Be- point, Well, because, uh-huh. yeah, because McCoy is even like, Kirk, did that lady like put you under the spell? Like you're not making any sense. And then at the end he like orders oh, the hundred guns from Scotty. So it's so muddled. <laughs> but I think that might be what they're trying to imply. And then at the end he's like the hundred guns and then he seems to like wake out of it you after can't... she dies. You and can't like, put shell mind. games inside shell games. <laughs> but I think that's what Watch they're them doing. Watch them try, though. I really think that might be what they're trying to do. And I, I don't blame anyone uh, for not catching it. it yeah, I, I think that's a deep read. I'm not going to say you're wrong, but I just can't believe that's what they expected people to pick up on. It's only because I've, I've watched, watched this one a lot. It's a McCoy-heavy episode. So again, when I like see him like five, six, seven, eight, nine times... Like, you know, a year, I'm like, oh, yeah. I, yeah, I think I get it now. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, outrageous to, like, piece these together. What was that other one we were just doing that was, like, outrageous? Yeah, I remember we would... I can't remember which it one it was, Charlie but I remember... Max. Was it all or yesterday? It's, I don't remember. It, it, it was, was definitely insane. One where, yeah, where when you said it, I was like, okay, I could see that, like, ten-step path you used to get there. <laughs> but I have no idea that a writer could have, or like, yeah, it's like I don't so even hard remember to which one it so was. I, I think that maybe it was hilarious. Going on, could have been the <sighs> Enterprise incident. Could have been. Oh, that know. maybe was it. Yeah, actually. But yeah, I, I think the the McCoy Kirk conversation again is the best distillation of this. Like, and McCoy's right. You know, how far do you have to go on this? And he also, I think. 
in a very good writing, Kirk says, well, then what did you, what, what's the solution? And McCoy honestly says, I don't have one, but I know this yeah. isn't it. And so they're yeah. not trying to say we have a better way. He's just trying to say, I don't this think is this is the right idea. way. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, I agree. It's super true. Yeah. It's just, it's more, that's pretty clean. The rest is pretty ham-fisted. Yeah. Um, I do really like the Space Yeti. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> I can't. I can't even with that. It Okay, here's the thing, though. I don't know if it was just I was in a weird mood last night. This episode made me gasp out loud twice. <laughs> two times. The first time was when Spock was shot. I literally, I in my, in my den, I went, oh! And then when... The Yeti creature jumped out for the first time. I literally went, oh! <laughs> like, and this, I don't know what I was on last night. Was it Benadryl? <laughs> no, I was not on anything. Like, I don't know what it was, but this episode, like, got to me in a weird way. Are we going to call it a Yeti creature? Because I don't, I don't yes. have it in my, like, I don't have a good answer in my notes. But I like, love the Space Yeti. It's so, it look. it's, no, it looks just like, like that, a, that Pokemon. Just, there is a Pokemon that looks just Wait, like that. Wait, I'm sorry. It is an you are going to have, I'm sorry. You're going to have to give us more than that. Okay. Because we are both going to Google the name of this Pokemon. <laughs> and then we are going to have a conversation about this okay, Pokemon. Okay, Oh, it's the evolution of the Gen 4 starter, I think. Hope, we'll, we'll find. <laughs> he's like a okay. little monkey. I think it's Chimmy. Wait, Chimichar? Yeah, yeah is, a, is the fire oh, starter. The and Gen isn't 4... it his evolution? Or is it a different one? Hold on. Chim- I mean, oh, Chimchar evolves have. into... That was... I played that starter. Into Monferno? That's... I oh, mean... No, no, it's not Monferno. Fudge. Hold on. Okay, wait. Infernape? Yeah, it goes Chimchar, Monferno, uh, Infernape. Oh, I am going Infernape through my looks nothing like Pokédex. Hold, please. Chelsea, you are talking to someone oh who God. played this character uh, as a starter I in Gen 4. Gen 4 is my gem. Um very into Pokemon Go. I am not part of this conversation. <laughs> right, we're going to have to edit this down. <laughs> no, we're not editing a second out of this. <laughs> I am not I'm looking part for of right any now. of this. I, am I have a picture right, of Infernape. It's, it's not Gen 1. Wait, it's not... Chelsea, you're clearly talking about Chimchar, Infernape, and Monferno. Am I? Yeah, I mean, if that's what you're talking about, an ape starter Pokemon. I don't it's... know if I am. Hold, please. Especially if you're talking about Gen 4. I'm, I don't know I'm, if I'm, I'm talking like 90% about Gen 4. Sure about Gen 4. We're up to Gen 6 here, people. Uh, Can we go back to Pepperidge Farm? It kind of looks that. like Zen Goose, too. <laughs> Wait, Zen Goose? Okay, I'm not, I'm, I'll, I'll pull that oh, up. Oh, it kind of looks like Abert Absol, too. Oh my god, I'm so bored. <laughs> <laughs> Abby, we are doing important... Yeah, I Absol, am thinking... Absol oh, is, is quadrupedal. Like, Infernape. <laughs> Why can't we just call it the Yeti creature? Can we not call it? Or we can call it the Mugatu, which is its name. I think. We could do that. That's a weird thing we could do. I'm thinking of the shiny Infernape. Mm, I'm not sure if I would change anything, but okay. I mean, I'm willing to just give you this one. (laughs) Anyway, so. He has a a unicorn. It's kind of like an abominus, though. I mean, he has a rhino horn, but he also has like. Can you guys see that? Ridges and stuff. That's That's just a white Snorlax. So they kill the Yeti okay. creature, but there's another one. They 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 put that in there that there's there's always two. Always two. <laughs> they always um, come in pairs. Walk single file to to hide their numbers. Oh. And 
Uh, so we get that planted for later. I'm sorry, Abby, that was a much better joke than we gave you credit for, because I think we're both just really deep into this Pokemon. I'm stuff. aware. I'm I, still I'm looking doing at this for, Okay, okay. I'll I'm doing this for a listener, not for you guys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they... Kirk gets taken out with poison and stuff, and they find Tyree's people, even though Tyree's people seem real sketch about this whole, like... They're not great. They're not sure about this whole thing, but they do bring him back to the village, even though it looks like they are not gonna. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, it's weird. Yeah, they bring him back. They bring him into this, like, cave. And then there's, like, I really wish, by the way, we, guys, we had heating the rocks with the phasers as oh, a bingo was... item. Yeah. Why did I we not do say. that? We probably should have. We that was shoot a rock to such heat a trick. good cliche. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Um, Breaking that prime directive left and right, man. <laughs> But then we get the wife. What's her name? Yeah. Nona. Nona. So. Oh, and this is so bad. This is so it's, bad, guys. It's this point where it grinds. So I think up to this point, the action is pretty nonstop. It's good dialogue. Like, everything's pretty clean. There is action. There's prime directive. Mm-hmm. And then this is where it just, like. Goes off the rails. Grinds to a halt. Yeah. I agree. And goes she off the rails. Nona is a problem. So she's, yes, she's a real problem. So her, her like healing ritual of Kirk while he's knocked out is like text rape. Like, more or less. Like, it's so disturbing. And I I was just like, and then like Bones is so confused. Bones is great. Again, like he has like peak doctor acting. Like wanting to know, but like, what can, can we? Ex- what is this? What it? What? That's well, all I have and to it's, say. Bones, Bones sets it up at the start that like there's lots of plants here we don't know about. So, like, you could cut. I mean, first off, you could cut a half hour from this episode with not really any problem. But you could, you could cut, cut Nona from this episode and yeah. have a problem. You could cut. You could cut ten minutes from this first twenty. And just have them come in and be like, oh, he was stabbed by this thing or whatever. Like, here's a plant we used to cure that. And like, grind, 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 put it in his mouth. And be like, oh, cool. They have medicines we don't. Problem solved. Um, they don't need all this, like, sideshow stuff. No, they and don't it's need all this, like... so rapey and problematic, but it's also so racist. Like, the... Yeah. Oh, so yeah. racist. Like, it's, it's so, so bad and so... And then her threatening Tyree if he doesn't give her the information with letting Kirk die. It's it's so sexist. It's literally yeah. all the things. <laughs> she is, like, she is, like, femme fatale turned up yeah. to 11. Well, And it okay. is so bad. Ugh. She's the only female in the episode, right? Yeah. Uh, aside of her. Yeah. Aside of her. Uh, I mean, well, I think well, Laura and Christine. But the only one oh, on the Christine, planet. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Only, only on planet. Um, and so it paints... It's another one of these where it like paints a culture. Yeah. Kind of like Friday's Child. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Yeah. Where yes, like there's a clear... Is. There's these like clearly defined and like problematic gender roles of the society Correct. of like... Um, this is the only example we get to see of this and all the men just... Go out and well, and she's not and... even like of that tribe. She's from she's a different from, yeah. like witch tribe, which is even or worse because she's like uh-huh. yeah. the trade is coming in and like taking it over. Yeah. yeah, they apparently all of the people on this planet buy their wigs at the same terrible wig place. Yeah, like, that's true. Oh, uh, the wigs oh, could man. do some work. Hold on, yeah. they're that, horrific. The guy who is working with the Klingon with the wig and the mustache. Oh, oh wow. my god! Oh, my I want to be him. Favorite for character. <laughs> In Dragon 
Yeah, I would 10 out of 10 dress up as that. I still have a because fake mustache from Halloween. I was trying to think of a, like, 80s character he reminded me of, and I was, I still am drawing a blank, but there's definitely, like, an 80s mustache character with Is a wig. Is it, like, Eric Estrada from Chips? <laughs> like, no. Is it, like, someone ridiculous. in, like, a smoking commercial? No, more <laughs> ridiculous. I'm almost thinking of, like, a, you know... Like a, a, a caricature, like a animatronic at Chuck E. Cheese or something. That's the level I'm at. So you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, these wigs were awful, and every single person had a terrible wig. Nona had a terrible wig. Like I also had questions about like. So they all have like those sparkly stickers on their face, which I couldn't decide if it was like. Are those tattoos? Yeah, are those ornamentation? Yeah, like I couldn't decide if they were. Yeah, I couldn't decide what they were. But then also, like they talk about how primitive these people are, and yet. Nona's makeup is phenomenal. Her eyeliner game is. I mean, we don't talk about this much because I think it hasn't come up too much on these like primitive planet societies. But she's, I mean, charitable read. She's in her twenties, right? Charitable read. Charitable indeed. Um, and if this is a completely primitive planet, like she has perfect teeth, Mm -hmm. perfect teeth, and Um, makeup, and like the shiny eyeliner and skin, and like even teeth wise, it's like you know. I don't well, think it comes those, up that much because nobody has had perfect teeth on one of these permanent planets. Those but like, pleather pants? Like, where did sure. those pleather pants come from? And uh, that fervest, From agriculture. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they they grew the pleather pants from the pleather plant. <laughs> it's not a thing. I just, I have a lot of, like, I don't, I have so many questions about the design of this whole episode. <laughs> Like I can't, I can't. It's too much. We can't, we can't stay here. It, I, I'll, I'll, I'll toss out a quick. I'll toss terrible. out a quick cinematog- cinema, cinema, cinematography. Cinematography. Oh, <laughs> I love some cinematography. <laughs> anyway, um, at the very start, so this goes back. It's a Spock thing. When they first see them fighting, and Kirk and Spock are standing next to each other, and Spock points, and they do a shot from behind both of them. Where the camera stays focused on them, but they pan across the, the background landscape. Mm. That is a shot they, I do not believe, have ever done in any other Trek episode, if they have maybe once. Um, but from a cinematography standpoint, it really stood out. And as, as, as nice, but it's only a shot they could do outside. And they don't um, usually have that, yeah. Yeah, so that's a good segue to anything else you want to talk about next that isn't what we were talking about before. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't have I did yeah. like that they were on location for this. That was nice. Yeah, Cal- Southern California planet. I mean, yeah. Southern California. Yeah, so exactly. many of them are. Well, and then like tent planet, and but like the native buildings this time were not good. I'll say that they were ranch houses in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very obviously. So I also had questions about like the levels of of where these cultures were at because one was obviously nomadic and tents and stuff and the other one had like stucco buildings like what yeah i have questions yeah i have questions like if one had like tents and was nomadic and the other had like log houses i might be like yeah okay yeah sure absolutely that makes sense but this one was just like they have like architecture (laughs) i love a yurt yeah yurts are good God, and that yeah, other I, society, I they're the ones who gave the woman away to the man who killed the most people. Do we remember that line? Yep. That was fun. Just checking. And then Wait, they'll see the power line, in but... Rarity. Yeah. Well, they're, this is the same culture where later on they pretty much... Rated the, the, pu- the punishment for Nona is assault. 
So that's yeah. fun. Rape and murder. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, Good that's point. great. That's that is great. such a bad episode. That is, I think, what I'm most disappointed in is that this is such a bad episode for women. Oh, oh it's real bad. Because it like, might it, be. if we like kind of, like, as you both were saying, like just eliminated her, it would be like 50 times better, and it wouldn't. Yeah, make, she make doesn't cringy. need to be there. She doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's a tricky read, right? Because if you remove her, then there's no women in the episode. Yeah. I mean, there's chat again. But here's but the thing, would, though: if you remove completely. her, if you had instead of her, you could still have another woman, but you could have another woman who is part of that tribe being, and they could be the one being like, "We should totally have weapons too." You could have that, and that would still serve that purpose in the script without the creepy witch, yeah, anti-feminist. Bullshit. I mean, the easy like, read is you write it as the the person that Kirk had met the last time, yeah, and then you have a romantic subplot, and Kirk gets to kiss an alien, yeah, which she does anyway Ooh. because oh yeah, he did uh, kiss her. He does anyway. God, but oh yeah, because she used her manipulative magic. Yeah, uh, she used her plant magic. She is so her, her seductive rapey. plant magic. She could just use her eyeliner, and it would work <laughs> way <laughs> better, right? <laughs> That's what I would have used. Uh, Oh my god. It is. Well, I don't have much more. Bones is damn freaking useless in a fight. He gets, like, he, do, <gasps> he watches it. the fight. I loved it so much. <laughs> yes, I, I loved it so much, though, because I was just like, they are fighting for their lives, and Bones is over here checking some pulses. <laughs> like, I mean, it's he's like, you guys got this. It's fine. It's consistent it is with consistent. what Chelsea always brings up, that, like, he, won't he, fight. Do- he doesn't want to fight. No, which I, I it is consistent. It just makes me laugh every also, time because you'd think he would at least kind of try to help. He's <laughs> also no. been the one who has made the case of like fighting yeah, is not the it's solution. Not the solution. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, it's it, very consistent it makes in sense. It's in, just kind of funny in episode, but yeah, it, it just I don't know. Bones is very consistent. Kirk's out to lunch. I don't know, Kirk. Yeah, I don't know I mean, what Kirk is doing in this episode. He is not playing who I think Kirk is. Like, well, it's just, it's out of character yeah. for him. and it, The problem is ugh. that a charitable read is that Kirk is supposed to be the sort of um, just wrong here, right? He's supposed to be the one mm-hmm. who's, whose ideas fail. And that's not how Kirk is ever written. Like, Kirk right. is never the one whose ideas fail. So when McCoy well, says... Well, that could work because he is emotionally compromised. Like, he, he definitely yeah. is emotionally compromised. But like at the, but they don't serve it well enough to make it make sense for the story. No, because yeah. I think the they're problem. trying to say that he's under a spell. Well, and... But either yeah, way... And that's a really hard yeah. read. And it's, it's super hard, yeah. But especially when the conversation is, like, text. McCoy saying, giving these people weapons is only going to start a war. And Kirk saying... Yeah, but remember that one war? It was the only way to do it. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no other way to read that. And so, okay. my first thought was like, you know, they're they're pushing this, and then they're the the idea is, it makes the viewer say, "How is arming the other side any sort of solution?" And then it's like, oh, maybe that is the point to make the viewer think that and realize, oh, that's not the right solution because I just critique this character for doing it but then they keep running with that right they, they keep pushing down that yeah. alley yeah um, instead exactly. of having kirk have his moment of i this is ridiculous i am so wrong why am i doing this what have i done yeah, yeah. which is what if should kirk have happened repents at the end <laughs> yeah when he yeah. does and they actually don't ruin well, it boy 
And he does. Kirk, like, vaguely repents, but it's like... He repents the, at the end. But he still sends the flintlock rifles down. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He changes his mind. He changes his mind. But it's like mind. the lowest bar. He says, Scotty, send down 100 flintlock no, rifles. No, how long will it take is what he asks. Oh, yeah, that's what he says. And Scotty says, I'm sorry, what did you say? And he says, like, send down some, I forget what he says, like, some strawberries or something. And No, I think he just says, never mind. Yeah, like... He, sa- he says something, something else yeah. to cover for what he says. Um, and he says, I was really tired. And he says, yeah, sorry, I, I misspoke, I was tired. And then episode's over. But so he does do that repent, but it's like such a 1159, like sliding under the door, last second, lowest bar repent, that there's no way that that's the hinge of the episode. Well, and furthermore, then they just beam up. Yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. They've just left this, presumably they're going to report it, and then this is going to be handled diplomatically as a treaty violation instead of through this, like, proxy war, essentially. You know, you know, the thing that I'm sad about in this episode is I remember this being a Klingon episode, and there are almost no Klingons in this. Yeah, exactly. I, there's one Klingon, the he's one. there for, like, three minutes, maybe. He looks yeah. great. He and looks a lot better done than most of the Klingons. There's a Klingon ship true. in orbit that, for some reason, yeah. can't detect the Enterprise, which is no. another that question. Sense, yeah. Well, they fly away for a little <laughs> while. I guess. Did you guys like the ending? The very, very end? Uh, didn't we just talk about the very, very end? But did you like it? I mean... because no, I was confused, because I really did think he thought that he sent the weapons down. I really did. Oh. So my last two notes are... Well, my last three notes are... Wow, this went off the rails. Note one. <laughs> Note two. So they're not giving weapons? Note two. Three. So confusing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that it was serious. I think that it's fine yeah. to be serious, but I think that... But it reminds me of left, City on the Edge of Forever. It left me with a so confusing, and I don't think it's a good way to like an no, episode. No, it was super confusing. Yeah. I, I don't... It was... This this whole episode, I was mildly confused about the, the reasoning for a lot of it. Like, I, I didn't... I was engaged with it. Like, I... I You're on I board, liked yeah. watching it, but I was confused. <laughs> If that makes and, any sense at all. And I think some of it is we're so far removed from Vietnam that... Agreed. I, I mean... Yeah, it, there's that. Some of this would have been... I don't know. Maybe you need that fluff in there so that it's not just all so clearly. Maybe the subtext was much more text in that era. I think that's probably part of it. But it's even the case, though. Like It's unclear what this is trying to say. It feels almost like they were trying to say one thing, and the network said, eh, you can't be anti-war, so, like, put some pro-war stuff in there. Like, it's kind of what it feels like. Maybe that was one of the notes, like, to make it, I don't know, more balanced? I don't know. Ugh. I know. I do like, boy, this is an early note, too, but I do like that the bridge crew kind of questions Kirk at the very start. I liked it, too. I hate that like, he should shot him down. I like, I yeah. did like that though, where they're all debating stuff, and he's like, "Stop it! I yeah. don't like your opinion." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "I didn't call a meeting." <laughs> but it sucks because it's like have... the one time the woman has an opinion, and he shuts it down. I know, yeah. right? Uhura has some ideas, man. Then they're good ones. They're they're all good. good Chekhov too, the junior yeah. faculty. I mean, junior officer has. has <laughs> wow! Wow, Charles. <laughs> Wow. I meant junior officer this whole time has a great idea and it gets shot down. 
this episode our podcast is not my therapy (laughs) (laughs) i have questions about that but anyway yeah it's i mean i don't know this is this is i feel like a pretty middle of the road episode it's not the worst yeah no it's not there's lots of ways it could be made better yeah, cutting one storyline altogether. Just yeah, that 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 probably bumps it, it up. That that probably bumps it ahead of you know. Yeah. That probably bumps it in like the seventy fifth percentile. Just like yeah. removing that because it gives you other time to look. You could get rid of that whole arc, and you can get rid of the whole Spock thing too, which we talked about. Now you've got like twenty five minutes to really dig into like mm. proxy wars, and you know, yeah, what that means to cultures. And, and what the prime directive this, means. And exploring the cultures, frankly. Yeah. It's so, so superficial. And time for Klingons. Right? I'd love to have more Klingons in this episode. Yeah. More um, Klingons all the time. Yeah, there's not enough Klingons. And that's, I think that's why it's slightly muddied, too, is because the Klingons are only there for, like, two minutes. Yep. Like, you don't get quite enough of their reasoning and their planning, and it's just not quite enough. Well... And, uh, I, I I think it's also one of those where you could have a B plot that is, and this is a way you could work Spock in. You'd have Spock get hurt, go back up to the ship, and now he's in command of the ship when he recovers, and the Klingons are also in orbit, and the, and you have this standoff in space too of like mm-hmm. the Klingons have shields up, they have shields up, um, and there's like, what are you doing on the planet? What are you doing on the planet? What are you doing here? Um, you know, it's. I'm thinking of a lot of TNG episodes and a lot of late ones because it yeah. feels like the um, it feels like the the Pegasus episode seven season seven of TNG where like the Romulans and the Enterprise are looking for the Pegasus and they're both in the same sector and they're both like oh aren't you isn't it con- just convenient that we're both here on a scientific mission and and they could have that right and that that would make a good B plot if you had the time for it by cutting all this other stuff that doesn't work. Um, and that could introduce a lot of other points when you're talking about the planet, because it could be like, well, could we beam down some guns? And it's like, well, not really. The Klingons are looking at us, but right. maybe let's fly over here and then we can. So, I don't know. There's plenty of ways you could fill this space that isn't just muddy in the waters. Agreed. Yeah. Too bad they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Too, too bad that's not the Or something similar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you'd have to have a second Klingon and maybe a shot of the bridge. That would have been expensive. Yep. It would have been very expensive, and this is late season two. Uh, I don't know. I I, I have such mixed feelings about it. I feel like it starts so well. It starts so well. The first 10, 15 minutes is great. And and then it just kind of, like, I get confused. (laughs) It's it's such a bummer. And it's just so sad overall. Like, the whole thing is just sad. I'm fine with that. I don't mind it being a bummer because I think we do need to address these these serious issues. Hundred percent, hundred percent with Chelsea on that. That like I don't mind a bummer episode. Yeah, like it's a little bit of a bummer that it's our last one. Sure. I think that's why I'm so upset about it. I think that is. I kind of wish we'd swapped out the last two episodes. I think I wish we'd done Private Little War first. Yeah. And like, I I, I don't know. I I don't know. To Chelsea's point, I think that you could even make a good case here where the episode is they do give them guns and then they like provoke an armed conflict 
And then the other side has better weapons from the Klingons and like their side gets wiped out and like Kirk's friend dies and he has to live with that. Um, and McCoy oh says God, something of like, like McCoy says something like they, they didn't have to be in this fight. Like, why are they fighting? Or like, that could be that guy's dying words. It's like, why am I even fighting? Um, and that's a bummer, but like, that's the bummer of these type of wars. Right. Right. And so there's lots of other ways they could have done this that aren't just, I don't know. Bad. <laughs> fisted Upsetting. Yeah, I yeah, I just ugh. Since this is our last TOS episode, I'm just kind of like, oh man. We could just pick one to watch again. <laughs> but it can't, it can't. Oh, I'd love to. Oh, Catspaw, that's a good pull. Because I was going to say it can't be City on the Edge Forever or Tribbles. No, no, Catspaw, <laughs> the first one we ever did is Devil a in the Dark. Could I get? No, uh, could I get a Devil, Devil in the Dark? Man, man, I bet Catspaw would be a ton of fun that's like and it's Halloween I think Devil too. in the Dark is the only episode that Chelsea and I really like and Paul hates it's like the only time <laughs> where like Paul and I, I are in alignment it. I think it's like a middling <laughs> I episode I think yeah Devil in the Dark and Mirror Mirror are the ones that I love Mirror 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 is garbage that is such a good episode that is like top 10 you and I both love that one it's like the one episode where it's like Paul and I are a beard how could you not like that episode? It's so good. Just let him grow one. Then. Did you hear the part about Spock with a beard? But then he'd be evil. Yeah, so he would no, be evil if he had a beard, so he could never have a beard. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we talked about that. Watch we should be saving then. this for our wrap-up episode, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's coming soon. Back to this. Ariane messages. Yeah, of our own private little war. I mean, Tell me there's a message that isn't just... Well, we've talked about a lot of them, war. right? It's a clear, like, Vietnam War parallel. Yeah. Like, straight... I don't even need to I say mean, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically that was the, the point of the, That the was the point of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why it was written. Um, I, I guess it's like a... In the end, it's better to, like, uh, non-interference. It's better to report, like, a violation than to, like, fight fire with fire. I guess that's where yeah. they're going. <laughs> I think in the end, that's where they're going, but it is muddled. Well, I think the problem is there's a there's a deep conversation to be had about this. It's not an easy right. and yes-no decision. Yeah. Right? Because as much as I say, like, McCoy is right, McCoy is right that, like, this is not the perfect solution. He's right that he doesn't know the right solution. And if you dig into that conversation, now that's an interesting conversation. Yeah. But they just let that drop. They just let it drop, yeah. And I guess it's a straightforward, like, peace is better than war with, like, the clear religious Christianity um, uh, metaphors, like Christian iconography, like the Eden and the serpent and the apples and all that. Mm. I was like, oh, I okay. I blocked that out. I Why did you have to remind me? I blocked that out. <laughs> so that's what Kirk says. Yeah. He says, um, send, send out a hundred serpents or something. Yeah, that was right. it. That, that, that was it. Yep, yep, yep. Thanks. We got it. We got there. Yep. Got there. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, to make that text. Did we text. have to though? Yeah, we did. did. We no, to? we did. No, we didn't have to. That was it. I'm I'm out, guys. I, it, so it's mostly surface level. There's not. I don't think there's much beyond. Which that. is fine. I think you could do that fine if you just pick your point and then hit it and stick it without you know muddling it. Yeah, stuff. adding witches. Yeah, adding witches. I mean, usually I like adding witches. That's great. But not in this. Not, Agreed. Not, not this time. Agreed. The Ugh. remastered planet looked nice. It did. Yeah, that's true. It did. It did. Um, I, I don't. I have no idea who the antagonist of this is. Honestly, war. I honestly have no idea. War is we, the antagonist. We, we is it the Klingons? 
kind of. I don't know who the antagonist. I think War is the antagonist. Like I no, really do. No, we, we cannot have. Why not? We have concept. we have time travel as an antagonist. Why can't we no, have War once, as an antagonist? Once we had one abstract concept, and we're not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had time travel twice. I don't. Why does it no, matter anymore? Because the other yeah, time the we picked something else. <laughs> it's I think just we have whatever. to. I mean, to some large degree, because of the way it's written, we could make a case that um, no, Nona. Is an antagonist? I guess. I don't yeah. think so. I really, you I could, don't think I, so. It's a weak case to be. She's an, Kelsey, it but. is, but she is an antagonist. I don't know that she's the antagonist because I think no, I think the antagonist, the, but I think, I, think I really an think if we have to pick like a solid one, it's got to be the Klingons or that other people. But the Klingons, uh, okay. I mean, The Klingons are in it very briefly. I, I get where you're coming from, Chelsea. Oh, not... yeah. Oh, I don't... I agree. They're not in it. They're just supplying the weapons. Yeah. And that's what kind of drives the plot along. Like, that's, like, the whole reason for them being there is because the Klingons kind of violated the treaty. No, that wasn't the reason they're there. The reason they're there is for research. Like, they start out the episode just doing some research. Like, yeah. then they find oh. out that there's guns in their Okay, here's, here's the trick. We're, we're kind of missing... We often stray off the path of this one, but... What? What are you Sorry. talking about? But Us? Go we, off the we, path? We, the, the heart of this is how big of a threat are is this antagonist to the Enterprise? And I think the problem is that there is very little threat to the Enterprise here. There's a proxy war. Mm. The whole idea of it is, like, there's no threat. And I, I think a case could be made for Nona is that um, she, her, she's a threat to Kirk. Um... That she's trying to seduce Kirk or manipulate Kirk in ways that, I mean, if this was someone with grander ambitions or planetary ambitions, if she knew about space more than she does, she could be trying to take him up to the Enterprise and take it over. I mean, I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I I, I do do think it's a weak case, but... Mm, I still think war is the antagonist, but whatever. If we don't want to do abstract concepts, fine. <laughs> we're not doing abstract concepts. Whatever. Yeah, let's put it down. Where does it go? We already have the Klingons <sighs> on here, right? I mean, that's that would be the that's true too. Klingons, don't we? I mean, this isn't a particularly good Klingon, but I mean, she's very <laughs> low on this list, right? She's a regular person yeah, for sure. So. Yeah. Like Janice Lester. Below yeah, that? that's actually probably a good analogy. Yeah. I would say that's about right. Below Janice Lester? That's third yeah. from the bottom. Yeah. She's pretty incompetent. Right. Well, she's not that good at stuff. She ends up dead. Yeah. 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 I mean, fine by me. I don't want to dwell on this more than we have to. Time for not bingo, really. bingo time. Bingo time. The last of the bingos. I don't think we got it, but Kirk did Kirk kiss someone. Hmm... Um, did Bones drink anything? They were there a long time. Oh, man. Uh, I had Spock... Oh, Nurse Chapel's there. Uh, yeah, I really... I don't know. I don't know how many we got. There's a captain's log. They're not trapped on the planet. There's a Kirk speech. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, there's a Kirk speech. The Klingons appear. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, it'd be really nice to get it in our last time. I mean, it'd have to be a pretty. I mean, they'd we have could to have line five things. Yeah, it's just it's it's on the card. So I'll say whatever the opposite of Chelsea. 
I said no, so he said yes. I'll say optimistically, let's get a magic card and make this happen. Any clarifiers? Um, I was going to ask if it was a Kirk speech, because I, I couldn't decide. Yeah, I think the so. speech to Bones is a, is a speech. Okay. okay, that's fine then. Um, we are one away. You're kidding. Oh. That's incredible, actually. No, we're one away. There are actually quite a few. I mean, uh, Nurse Chapel's there. There's Klingons. There's a recurring actor with uh, Dr. Mbentu or whatever. Oh, shoot. What was his name? And Vega, uh, and there's Captain's Log, Shirtless Kirk, um, the away team is trapped on the planet, the Prime Directive is super ignored. Oh, yeah. uh, Wait, are Kirk they trapped on the planet? Someone. Yeah, because they, remember they tried oh, to get out. Oh, you're right, you're right. My bad. Yeah. 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 And, the, and the ship has to go away. Yeah. Um, Spock does say a logical towards the very end. Uh, ancient Earth history is mentioned. So there is quite a bit in the episode. It's just we needed the communicators to not work. Oh, then, darn. That was close, too. Then we would have had it. Then we would have had it. But unfortunately, no bingo for us. What are we listening to next? Week? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, no. Wait a second. <laughs> Well, I mean, Just next time we're going we're gonna to do... <laughs> we'll start Loop over. Two. Start from scratch. Loop two. <laughs> what else can we learn from this? I know next time, listeners, we're going to be doing a bit of a recap. And um, I don't think we've quite figured out how we're doing that. Um, if you have ideas, let us know, I guess. But we're going to kind of talk about our final thoughts about TOS and maybe... Maybe play some games or something. Revisit that antagonist list. Look at the whole of the antagonist list. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna kind of review stuff and and think about what we've done. Um, (laughs) Then after that, we still haven't decided yet. We might do an animated series. We might do Voyage or Enterprise. We don't know yet. We we haven't decided. Uh, The movies are on the table. Again, if you have some ideas, if you have thoughts, feelings, uh, I guess, let us know. Uh, We are on Facebook, uh, 3 to Beam Up. We are on um, Instagram, at Beam3. You can email us at info at 3 com. Uh, And that's that's it for us. We've we've done it. Let's let's not pass over that point. That's all the episodes. That is. It's all the episodes. We did it. We made it. We've been doing this for like three years. (laughs) Literally. I mean... Now we can safely say we've seen all this Star Wars, Star Wars, all Star, the Star Wars. Trek. Oh God, wow. Paul, who are you? Oh. Three years, so we, Paul, and you can't even remember the name of the show. <laughs> we can safely say we've seen all the original series, which you know, I'm not sure I could have said that before. I think I have, but there were some of those that seemed yeah. very, very foreign. You know? I know I've seen all of them before, but like there are the one, there's the ones I go back to, and then there's the rest of yeah. them. Yeah, there's some of those where it's so, like, man, have I seen this, though? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but now I have. But yeah, yeah, so. we've done it. Yay! All right, Lizard, we'll see you for some wrapping up. And see you next time. Keep on trucking.